0: Hey, 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 Manish. Welcome to Mailman Podcast. Thank you so much for using Mailman and for taking out time to speak with me. We just want to learn a little bit more about you. How do you stay productive? What what practices do you have? What mistakes have you made? So whenever you're ready, we'll just get into it.
1: No, fantastic, Maud. Well, happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation and uh, look forward
0: to having this conversation. Fantastic. Manish, before everything else, within a couple of minutes, tell us who are you? We'll go into details uh, after that. But right now, who are you? I know you are a founder of Tumbles, but exactly who are you? Great question.
1: Well, <laughs> well I'll start off. So I am a business an entrepreneur, I guess, at the core. I started with a business when I was, oh, wow, 21 years old, 22 years old. I mean, if I if I mentioned this, you're going to be like, really, what is that? I started doing virtual tours of wedding facilities in, oh, my God, uh, this is you're looking at this is when I was 21. So I'm, I'm I'm 43 now. So it was definitely 22 years ago. So a long wow. time ago. So if people don't know, I guess now they have the regular virtual tours. But back in the day, you had to put a camera in the middle and then take tours. And we used to host the sites. But after that, I got into franchising. I opened my first uh, business in 2005, which was, I uh, asked my wife, it was a little crazy because yeah. I did that uh, after... Or three months of getting married, well, I quit the job and then bought a, and then got into the franchise business all within three months. So now if you ask me if I would do that again, uh, I would say that was a little bit risky probably, uh, but but having a supporting wife definitely helps. Uh, so that's the reason I was able to do that. So yeah, got into the franchising business and then um, they opened three franchises within a span of nine months. Which again, uh, as to go back now, you asked saying, you know, what are the things that I do that I would, uh, you know, not exactly, you know, do again, probably some of those things I would do a little bit slowly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's how we started. And then, um, you know, being a franchisee is a very different uh, mindset as to being a franchisor, right? You always look at, hey, if I was a business owner. What would I do versus if I was the person working in the business? Right, it's a mm-hmm. it's it's a very different mindset. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's how we started, you know. And then after that, uh, you know, ran those businesses for a good seven eight years to learn the basics. You know, my original goal actually was later on to have my own company and be a franchisor. I you know found that out like a couple of years in and kind of work my way towards it. So. There's parts of the jobs I didn't like, but you know what? Very necessary to learn. Uh, you know, as they say, it's better to walk it. You know, you you know much better when you walk in the shoes as opposed mm-hmm. to just you know watching it. Uh, so, you know that that was a that was a big deal. So so that worked out. So now we're here. I am. Hopefully that answers your question uh, in terms of where we are now. So I bought a company, existing company, after seven eight years when I was just looking to start a business, my own franchising company. So I bought a distressed essentially asset and then we remodeled it, retooled it, built a complete new infrastructure, rebranded all of it. uh, And then that's what we have now with Tumbles.
0: Oh, great. So is this the same company that you were running as a franchise for 70 years or is it a different company?
1: No, I had had three different ones. So I had uh, some in the STEM education business. I had some in the tutoring business Mm -hmm. and then I had the gym side, which was uh, it was Tumbles, but it was called JW. It was a completely different brand. Complete okay. different name. It wasn't the same business model. We kind of modified the business model to what we have now.
0: Got it. But you have stayed around the similar industry, which is around kids.
1: Yeah. You know, the industry is around, definitely around kids. Uh, but, you know, one thing I learned is being in the gym side of the business versus, you know, being in a tutoring side. Or if you go into the daycare side, those are complete. Yeah. You, you think they're in the kids area, but they're complete different operations. They're complete different methodologies. Uh, there are different things involved. So, yeah, it's within the, within the children's industry, but more now we're more focused on the physical fitness side, more into the childhood obesity side, which we were not before. That was the that was the main goal, obviously. And from being from India, you know, obviously the diabetes is a big deal. My entire family, you know, and uh, uh, has diabetes, uh, high cholesterol, and things like that. So that's one of the things that we wanted to kind of tackle and and try to bring a positive light and try to find
0: some solutions for that. Great. Sorry for being being ignorant, but uh, what are really children gyms? I mean, uh, sure, sure. I started no, no. Work, going to gym yeah. when I was beyond my teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, teenage. yeah, 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 yeah. So what really is a child gym? So, so
1: that, no, that's a great question. Definitely, you know, I should have pressed that before. But so, you know, the difference is, you know, adult gyms are great. You know, you're walking in, you have your weights and your treadmills and all Mm -hmm. different things that you're doing. You know, now you have, what, CrossFit and, you know, high interval training. And I I don't even know the amount of names that they have out there, yoga to Mm -hmm. all different things. But for children, you know, the idea is the physical fitness is extremely important, especially if you look at it now, right? And if we're gonna talk about something in terms of, um, you know, currently what's going on with uh, with the pandemic, everyone is kind of stationary, right? They're at home, they're not commuting. And then in kids' Mm -hmm. cases, they're not commuting. And what I mean by that is they're doing schooling from home, virtual schooling. And they're, again, just like adults sitting in a chair all day long and their bodies need to move. So, but a children's gym at the end of the day is you're walking in, we have gym classes. We start at four months old Mm -hmm. and you're wondering... What a four-month-old does. I'll yeah. explain that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a uh, four-month-old to about twelve years old. So anyone below three years old, uh, the parents are there with the kids, and the idea is developmental. Uh, you know, so you want to work on different parts of the body. You know, uh, the examples of you know how, how do you build upper body strength, core strength, lower body strength for kids. So the you know how do you build these different muscle groups so they can start crawling, they can start sitting up, they can hold mm-hmm. their head up. All of these different things that we do. How are the kids developing properly? You know, because there's some kids are delayed in walking. Some kids are early in walking. What is the reason for that? You know, right. to give you an example, my, I have twin boys. We, st- they started our Tumbles gym to, to look at it. They one started walking at five months and the other at seven months eight months. So, I mean, very, sorry, I apologize. Crawling at five months, walking by seven and walking by nine we screwed up there a little bit, but uh, seven and nine months is quite early for kids to be walking. But, you know, the, the, the idea was, you know, we've built their upper body strength, their core strength in order for them to hold up their entire weight, you know? Uh-huh, uh, so uh-huh. things like that. So we'll do a lot of, uh, you know, sports, early learning sports classes, things of that nature inside, getting them ready to teach them how to, you know, play sports like, you know, cricket, obviously, Pretty big in Mm -hmm. India. Yeah. You know, people, before you start actually trying to hit the ball, how do you actually hold the bat? How do you build a for for gross motor strength and fine motor strength in your hands is the key before you can hold the bat. So we would work on skills for with how to build your gross motor strength. That's what a children's gym. That's what we do in Tumbles locations.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I have a personal question. Sure. So which came first Tumbles or your twin kids?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Actually, no one's actually asked me that before. You know, we got into it. I originally opened Tumbles originally was because of my, uh, my nephews, we couldn't find a place for their birthday party. And oh, then okay. uh, we saw that there was a, there was a need in the market and I had the other children's businesses and education and, uh, and tutoring. And I, I got into the children's business because I always thought it's recession proof. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at it, you know, people always spend money on their kids, no matter what, you know, as they yes. say, you know, before putting food in your own mouth, you'll put it in your child's mouth. Right. So it, kids always come first. Right. So that was the idea behind it. And then, uh, when my, I had the gym already in 2007, my kids were born in 2010 so for three years we had the gym already so they literally grew up in the gym they took their first steps in the gym oh wow before uh, i I had it before my kids were born but it was my nephews my friends kids they all had their birthday parties everything there and they had a blast there
0: oh brilliant so you have been involved with uh, various businesses involving kids and children, people of young age, why are you doing this? I mean, is there any personal reason that you have been inclined towards this particular industry or is it just something that you see a large gap in the market from business point of view or both?
1: A combination combination of both. You know, I always feel like, you know, people chase dollars, right? And think that, mm-hmm. hey, what's the most profitable and what makes the most money? I kind of tend to always think that, you know. Hey, I'm I'm chasing money. I want to make a lot of money. But when I when it when it comes down to making decisions, I don't make decisions based on that. It's always based on: is it fun? Do I enjoy doing this? Do I want to build this? Is it going to help people? And you know, uh, Tumbles has been you know uh, you know I'll knock on wood, as they say, you know, and be a very fortunate you know. Obviously, with the pandemic and all different things, you mm-hmm. know, has taken a toll, but. You know, we're going to be growing double the size this year, mm-hmm. you know, compared to what we are by the end of the year. And, and that's mainly because of the fact that we tend to focus on people and we tend to focus on our product and helping kids. Right. So uh, it, it has a lot to do with the childhood obesity side. And, you know, you, when you when you walk into a facility and you see kids going around mm-hmm. and they're, they're having so much fun and they're always smiling and actually they do cry and they cry when they're leaving because they don't want to leave you know mm. you realize that uh, you know it, it's something that's a lot of fun and enjoyable and it's bringing value uh so you know it, it's kind of a combination of things uh, the business side is important yeah I do want to do it because of that but I also like building companies you know so mm. I want to build this company into a certain level but that requires kind of myself you know kind of reinventing myself and constantly learning uh you know that's where your mailman comes in right i mean we're always looking at all different things and saying, how do I find time? But it's not about the time aspect is how do I just become more organized? So I'm yes. not going all over the place, you know, so it got kind of a kind of part of it all kind of matches together.
0: Absolutely. I wanted to understand, have you ever worked in a job? I mean, I know you have been running businesses, building businesses since you were 21. But before that, uh, have you ever been hey, in yeah. a job? If yes, yeah, what was I the experience have. like?
1: okay (laughs) that's that's a great question too uh you know i started in jobs i started in a job out of college yeah and Mm -hmm. i got a job at uh you know i I won't name the companies but uh you know financial companies i was on wall street as well Mm -hmm. and uh, i worked there for a while uh, you know, one night I fell asleep at my desk and woke up next day in the morning. Didn't realize it. Uh, oh. I, I won't forget that when my manager woke me up. You know that was interesting uh, to say the least. Considering it was supposed to be my college graduation that day, and I missed it, so uh, oh. th- that was that was definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, the jobs were jobs were there. I I for some reason, you know, now I appreciate them more than when I when I had them. I'll be honest because I have a hard time working in a company. In that case, I always. Was this, you know, always thinking outside the box, um, as they say. So the experiences were there, but the jobs that I enjoy the most, which is, you know, it's going to sound absolutely crazy, but not the jobs that made the most money, actually. I had a job, I was part of the management training program, and I started, a, it was a rental car company. And the reason I enjoyed that actually was I learned about business. It was profit and loss. How do you do local marketing? Uh, How do you talk to customers? How do you set pricing strategies? Uh, You know, what are the different ways you hire people? How do you manage employees? Those are the things that I learned, which kind of propelled me to the next level where I am now. Those things I remember very vividly. Um, And it was was a fast-paced environment, but uh, it was very different uh, than anything else I had done. And that was mainly because I kept doing consulting jobs everywhere. I, I had a hard time in terms of sticking with one job for a long, long time because I would get bored and 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 that was the problem yeah, yeah, yeah
0: i I think people who get bored eventually start their own businesses because that is one area where they 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 just cannot get bored
1: yeah, yeah i, I I'll be honest with you. I really have a hard time now getting bored. Yeah. And it's been, it's been <laughs> decade. It's been over, a de- it's been decades now. Yeah, definitely.
0: I could relate to you so much with whatever you said. So now you have a family, you have twin babies. I don't know how big they are now.
1: They are turning 11 this Friday. So now that's, now, that, now, now they're this quite big. Friday? Nowadays. 11 years old. This Friday, yeah. Their birthday's on February 12th. Yeah.
0: Oh man, happy birthday to, to them, both of them.
1: Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you.
0: You have a family you have two kids and you have a franchising businesses a business definitely you must be talking to a lot of your franchises to see everything is as they should uh, be what does your typical day look like when do you get up when do you go to bed what is your afternoon look like how do you spend time with your family when do you work great questions okay let's start off with so there's a lot of
1: stuff inside that i've been trying to modify in terms of the way i operate i have a um and this is not a good thing okay so i'll I'll, let me preface that okay I have to preface that because I have a hard time sleeping. Now, meaning in the fact that, now this is a good thing and a bad thing. What happens Uh is I'm always excited. Like, you know, when people say, everybody looks forward to Friday, Uh I have a very bad habit. I look forward to Mondays. (laughs) I I, I look forward to what's coming next day. Uh What what, What am I gonna do next? You know, what are we doing today? You know, so I had to learn now to And that's been a problem for me for a long time where my team will tell you the same thing. You know, I'm sending emails at odd hours of the day, all different things and whatnot. And once again, coming back to Mailman, now I have a pause button on my emails from t- 11, 11 o'clock at night till seven in the morning because of that mm-hmm. reason. So none of, the, none of the mails come into my inbox. So and I kind of hide the Mailman folder because of that. So that helps me kind of, you know, say, hey, I, you have you have to spend this time because, you know, sleeping. Uh, so my habits are, we're not good. Now I'm trying to get better. You know, uh, what I've done is I've kind of worked in different things. So, you know, I try to go to sleep by, you know, 11 o'clock, you know, 1030, 11 o'clock, 1130 at the mm-hmm. latest, but I still wake up no matter what at 230 in the morning. Uh, oh, it's man. just something, I don't know what it is, uh, always the case. And then for a few minutes, and then I will, um, and then I'll go back to sleep and wake up around, you know, 630-ish or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, now that's my ideal time frame, right? Now, mm-hmm. honestly speaking, th- that's not the case, okay? Uh, <laughs> I- I'm trying to get to that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Honestly speaking, I'm going to sleep around 1230, one o'clock, and then I'm waking up around, around 630, which is which is not bad. I'm like, you know, five and a half, six hours sure, uh, for sure. me. But uh, one thing I've added in is... In the afternoon, I will try, if I'm very tired, is for 15 minutes, I turn the phone off, I put everything away, and I just sit there with my eyes closed in a room and no disturbances, no dings going off on your phone or anywhere else. There is no alarms going off or anything at all. Just 15 to 20 minutes. And every that morning? feels like uh, every every afternoon, I try to <laughs> do that. <Okay. laughs> After, every afternoon. So, you know, that's been absolutely amazing in terms of just uh, kind of a recharge and in the mindset, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to like, you know, think of anything, but whatever goes in the mind, it goes in the mind, just kind of lay there for 15 minutes. And ah. that's been huge. So that works really well in my case, you know, my day, the way it starts off usually, and this is a bad habit again, but, and I'm trying to break it now, which is I go and try to grab my phone.
0: Okay. So I'm
1: trying to break that. And because what happens is my adrenaline, you, as soon as I see things and I'm like, okay, I gotta do, I'm like, okay. I need uh-huh. to just take, you know, a half hour, forty minutes to sit there, and, uh, you know, I do intermittent fasting, so I don't eat breakfast like uh-huh. three days out of the week. Uh, so those days, I'm like, okay, let's just get, you know, t- you know, chai. Uh, we still make chai uh-huh. at home, yeah. So uh-huh. you know, so uh-huh. get chai, and then our coffee or whatever it is, uh, and then just uh, in, and start right away. I'm trying to give myself a little bit more time in the morning, and then uh, and then go forward with the day in that case, and I. I I guess it is a bad habit, but it's also exciting, right? Because I look forward every single day. I'm excited cool. about every day. Cool. So I don't have a set schedule in the sense of different things. But one thing I do do is I try to set all my meetings in the morning. I, it, it doesn't work out that way. I block off my time a lot of times and say this is focus time, so I can focus on things. Just you know, one one project at a time. You know, I I think a lot of people believe in multitasking, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, oh, I can multitask and do multiple things. Personally. I don't believe in that. Uh, I, okay. You know, if I don't focus on one thing at a time, I'm not uh-huh. able to accomplish it. I'm not giving oh. it my all, and I'm t- I tend to make mistakes then. So, you know, the word multitasking I think has become really popular. And I am, I, I personally, when people tell me I can multitask, I look at them and I go, "I'm really sorry, but I don't really believe in your mind <laughs> being able to do two or three things simultaneously." You know, you know, if I'm watching TV and talking on the phone, yeah, maybe, but uh, but that's not the exact kind of uh, work that we're talking about. Cool. So, yeah. So, you know, combinations. So I hope I answered some of you a lot. You had a lot of questions there. So if I missed something, please let me know. But uh, but yeah. So, you know, starting off in the morning, I do the morning class uh, meetings in the morning. Usually uh, I tend to be a lot more, uh, you know, I think fresh minded. I think about mm-hmm. the meetings that I have and what I have the next day before I go to sleep at night. I look at the calendar and plan okay. out what do I need to do. Uh, what do I need to think about, uh, and have I prepared for it? Obviously, usually a couple, a, a day in advance. If I have some important mm-hmm. meetings, uh, like for instance, tomorrow we have a meeting at 11 o'clock. Uh, we're working on this project, and I will have a pre, uh, you know, prep meeting with my team, usually mm-hmm. before the call or a day before the call. So we don't have to. We're always. I like to be over prepared uh, for things. So things of that nature. Try not to do any meetings after lunchtime because what happens is um, as you eat, your your mindset is not always there. Your focus is not there, I feel like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so I tend to not do that. It's just, I think everybody's different. Uh, it's just for me, mm-hmm. but uh, that, that's what I end up doing and clustering the meetings together. So back to back to back, uh, I will do okay. that. And then, and then leave like blocks open. I don't like to do an hour empty and then do a half hour meeting again, and then do an hour empty. I feel like um, you, you never get into a rhythm of whatever work you need to get done.
0: I see, I see. And what happens after the afternoon? Uh, Evening is uh, booked for your family Uh, or do you still work uh, in your evenings?
1: Well, so what I do is depending on the time. So we're currently expanding into Asia. So some days I have meetings that go quite late. Uh, So tonight, actually, I have a meeting. uh, It's actually not bad. Uh, It'll go from about 6.30 to 8.30 at night. Sometimes I have meetings at 9 o'clock at night because they're Asia time. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to go into actually we're trying to go into India. We're nice. trying to go into, uh, you know, uh, we're trying to work in China and Vietnam, Malaysia and those markets. So that, that'll that make a difference. Um, but uh, I always try to get home. Nowadays, uh, you know, I'll try to get home by around six o'clock. And then mm-hmm. uh, and we always have dinner with the family together every day. No matter what, uh, if, I, if I'm here in town, that's always the case. If I'm not, tra- well, I haven't been traveling in the last year, obviously, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but when traveling starts again, uh, so when I'm home, we always have dinner together at a table, okay. always have conversations. And that's one thing we've always done. And that, that's also hard sometimes uh, to do with the kids, but uh, kids have gotten used to it now. So they sit at the table and I spend time with the kids. You know, one thing that I did was, uh, which was a mistake is, you know, you always have your phone with you, right? So you're always Uh like, well, I'll spend time with the kids, but I'll check email. I'll do this or I'll do that. So when I'm playing with the kids now, you know, we play the kids like playing video games. Obviously, they're 11 years old. So we play, you know, uh, Mario Kart, like on Nintendo Uh Switch Uh or uh Microsoft Connect. We play like physically active games when you have to jump and play volleyball or boxing and all these things. Tennis, uh, table tennis, all these different things. And I tend to put my phone away and we just focus on playing. And that's it. Just be there for that time frame, even if it's a couple of hours or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And lately it's been Nerf gun shooting, uh, which has been interesting. We, we have Nerf wars with the kids uh, oh. in the house. So,
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, they're big enough.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're big enough. So we bought them. Uh, they have all these Nerf guns and we have like over a thousand bullets. Uh, so oh, the, the entire entire house looks like, you know, uh, there's Nerf bullets all over in the kitchen to, well, the kitchen's <laughs> off limits, but they still get there somehow. So all those things. So, you know, the idea of just being present, uh, that's the one thing I'm learning is be present in the time. Like, for instance, right now I'm talking to you. Uh, I've turned off everything else that I have, uh, you know, everywhere. There's no, there's nothing that'll go up. Everything is on do not disturb and just focus on this, you know, that's and great. that's been crazy enough to say it's a, it's a challenge still because your mind is always like, oh, what else yes. came through? What what You know, yes. uh, and, and that's the idea. And I think that's why I think your mailman comes in handy, right? It's just because every time the thing would come up and you tend to look and you're like, Oh, yeah. let me look at that right now. And now, you know, mine is set up every two hours before it was okay. every hour. Now it's at every, uh, I'm trying to get to three hours if I can okay. do that. So, okay. uh, that, that would be helpful if I can get to that, but having a hard time with that, I'll be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, sometimes it's difficult. So you'll see, we do not have a feature to have delivery every hour. The minimum is two hours. Um, they there are still uh, workarounds. I mean, you can have custom schedule with every hour in there. Um, That's what I did. <laughs> but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, so I stopped it. Uh, okay, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, uh, okay, so I want to understand, so you do all of your meetings in the morning, Uh, do you have a special mechanism to have productive meetings, uh, maybe shorter meetings, or do you go on for like an hour long meetings? Or what, or how do you carry out your group discussions? So for example, if you have have to have a discussion with four to five people, uh, Mm -hmm. how do you make sure in such an environment when everybody's on zoom, these discussions are fruitful?
1: Actually, that's a great question. Now, we I don't, I don't have, uh, I, unless it's a meeting is set up by another company, and I always mm-hmm. ask the people to have decision makers or whoever's important that needs to be on the call. Uh, if okay. someone is there on the side, and if they're not adding anything to the conversation, if they're just learning, obviously, that's part of the world, right? I think um, uh, we, try, we never have huge meetings, like eight or 10 people. Okay. That doesn't happen. Our corporate team meeting, actually, matter of fact, I have my team meeting with my team every morning at 8 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay. I just had the meeting this morning. Part okay. of my team is located in Serbia. We're all virtual, by the way. Uh, we've been oh, like nice. this, not because of COVID, but we've been like this since we started the company. Wow. So, uh, uh, so we've been like this since, two, uh, we, we started the company in 2014. And since then it's been built virtual. Our team is in California, in Atlanta. Uh, we I'm here in Texas, uh, Serbia. We were in New York before partly. So we have people all over. And we always meet at eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. Uh, And when we have those calls, you know, we tend to have about the the C-suite meeting. So we have about four people on it, Mm -hmm. our our top four people, and that's it. And it's, uh, you know, we have, we use, you know, we use different tools, uh, you know, uh, management tools and things like that. We still, we just started using Monday and Asana. We're testing them out and see which one we're going to use for a longer term. But we have all our projects listed on there. And those projects are listed. Mm -hmm. And what we end up doing is, We end up looking at all of them and saying, okay, what's on the list? What are we doing? What are we talking about? Now, everybody kind of tends to go off on tangents. So what we do is we leave the first five, 10 minutes to talk about anything that's not meeting related Is everybody's okay? hey, what's going on? How are you doing? What is this? And then after that, we say, all right, let's go. Let's get into what we need to do. And everybody gets time to speak about what it is, uh, you know, what they need to talk about. And then at that point, give the updates. And then it, it, we block off, uh, you know, an hour for the meeting for the team. But okay. the reason we do that is we want the team to be done within a half hour, 40 minutes. And then the last okay. 20 minutes, any to do things, that, you know, any action items that came out of that meeting, they need to be taken care of right after. So then that way you can't say, oh, I had another meeting and then I, f- I forgot to do it. So you want to try to do it that way. So we're trying to build build the habits that way.
0: This is fantastic. I mean, yeah, sometimes it does happen that uh, somebody has to run into another meeting and then you have to schedule another meeting for some other day. Mm-hmm. And then, then the flow is completely gone. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I like the idea of always setting up. So if I have an hour meeting that I know it's going to go one hour, I will uh-huh. block off an hour and a half. Like for instance, ours today is from nine to 10. I have it blocked from nine to 10 30. Ah. So I, because of the fact that this way you have, have time to th- I have time to think about the next meeting and what I need to do instead of walking into the meeting and you say, oh, well, what are we talking about here? I feel that's very disrespectful because the other person has done their homework. Uh, you're hoping <laughs> the other person has their homework and they're prepared. So, you, I, you know, you also want to be prepared. So uh, mm-hmm. that's something new. I started a little while ago. Now, you know, I, I try to block it off. so It's always a half hour, 15, at least 15 minutes after you want to you
0: want to leave time. And that's been very helpful. Do you use specific uh, app or do you just use Google Calendar?
1: I use the Google Calendar. I do have another app for blocking off time, which kind of puts the, it gives me different things. So uh, there's only two things I use. One uh, For the Calendar side, I use one, actually. It's called Clockwise. It okay. just simply, I've had it for a long time, actually. I don't even know how I found it. But it, what it does is it kind of blocks off my time. So when there's a massive big block that's there, it'll just say one to four thirty is focus time. Like today, I don't I, I don't have anything blocked in there, so that automatically places the times and it'll give okay. me suggestions and say, hey, if you want to move this meeting from three o'clock to two o'clock, it'll clear up another three hours directly for you. So it'll tell you to cluster your meetings together. Uh-huh. But mostly, I'll be honest with you, any apps or anything else are not. Um, as you know, uh, useful from a calendar perspective for me yet mm-hmm, fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you have to be proactive in your approach uh, in terms of when you make yourself available, you know, and how much time you give to different uh, projects. I don't say yes to everything. Okay. I actually probably say no to like you know ninety nine percent of the things that I get. I tend to say no okay. unless uh, uh, unless I feel like I'm gonna add value. I don't want to just say yes to anything else okay. because you know if you're not gonna add value to something, then don't waste other person's time. And, and, and that's the idea. So, you know, try try to be focused from that aspect, at least, uh, and, and then go from there. So, but my morning meetings, afternoon, the apps help. But um, I, I wouldn't really suggest, I, I haven't found one single app that's been so amazing at or doing anything in terms of calendar, specifically.
0: Got it. Got it. So, Manish, you are one of those people who is fired up for the Mondays. Um, but do you ever get days where you feel low, where you do not feel productive, where you do yes. not feel creative? What do you do yes. on those days?
1: So before I used to fight it, actually that happened today is, uh, so it happened to me last week and it was on last, actually, I actually, funny enough, I actually have it on my count cal- on my, uh, on my calendar here. It happened to me on last week on Wednesday. So I just had the entire time as a, as a focus time. And what I ended up doing at that time was I said, listen, you're not being productive. You're not doing anything. What do you want to do? And I said to myself, I'm like, all right, you know what? I don't, I, I, I'm not, I couldn't figure anything out. I just said okay well it is what it is i'm just gonna go and go for a walk okay. i'm just gonna so i just accepted the fact that that was the case before i used to fight it and try and then i felt like that was even more waste of a time so then i went for a walk and i walked for about a couple of miles out so i'm in downtown houston texas so okay. i kind of walked outside the office you know uh and walked all over the place and into a park and things like that and then while i was doing that my mind started running on different things that I wanted to do. Uh, It was about an hour and an hour or so that I was walking. And, uh, and that's it. I know before I used to kind of fight it, but I feel like, you know, you need to sometimes uh, let yourself just be, just be there. It's okay. And the other thing I end up doing, which is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things in the world is I'll sit there and just watch a movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things it's just nothing else is there Uh and uh, I'll just watch a movie. That's it and and that that really
0: helps just the other day i read on the internet on twitter that uh, if you do not pick a day to rest your body will pick a day for you
1: i will agree 100 percent until your body literally crashes
0: yes Yes. it's happened there was there was time when i felt bad for not being productive on some days but now now i realize um, i just need to rest and like you either i go for a walk or i just start cooking something So it takes a couple of hours to do entire prep work, cook. And that has turned out to be like a therapy to me. Those couple of hours where you have something in your ear, like podcast running in the background or some light music running in the background, you're just focused on making this delicious thing. Nothing else goes in your head. And once you're done, then you are like, again, you have some creative juices flowing. Again, that's just Mm -hmm. my routine.
1: No, that's a great point. You know, I haven't done the cooking side of it. I've done it here and there. But, you know, uh, the music I can definitely relate to on the back end. So there is a music thing that I've been using for years now. Uh, It's the brain.fm. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. I use it Uh, too. I use it too. Yeah. So I have that uh, constantly. I actually have it up on my screen right now. It's always there and I have different types of music, but it's the, so I love, again, this is crazy, but going back to it, I love movies. So I use the, uh, the cinematic music, so it plays different music like that, uh-huh, or any uh-huh, kind of uh-huh. instrumental music uh-huh. is what uh-huh. I end up doing. And then from there, I, I go back and I say, okay, you know, how is this going to actually, uh, you, know, w- w- you know, what music is that? What is this? And it just kind of, it, it, it's kind of like you said, it's therapy completely. But yeah, cooking or anything physical and not, not standing in front of my screens is extremely helpful. Because if I feel like I'm in front of my screen, if I'm taking a break, I'll keep constantly looking and opening and checking emails or or doing something else that's there and say, hey, let me reply to this. Let me do this. Let me do that. Uh Um, Uh So uh, I always end up doing that. I haven't done this yet, and I'm trying to. And I don't know if you have a thought on this. Have you tried, like, you know, some people do this where they say they respond to emails only within, you know, a couple of hour blocks at a time you uh-huh. know so have you done something like that because i i'm finding that extremely difficult where i don't look at emails for like four hours oh,
0: you know uh, I, I i i don't know how they do that you know this was the exact thing that inspired mailman i mean i was always so i always had a pin tab in my browser so if i'm doing something in the browser i'll just hit command one to go to the first tab and then just see if new emails are there and i hated that i mean I hated that because I was doing some focused work and just because I needed like 30 seconds of thinking time, I just hit command. E. It was a muscle memory. And then I just got lost in in inbox. So for example, these days, I do emails only three times in a day. Once when I wake up around 7am, then after my lunch, again, 30 minutes I spend over there. And then just before wrapping up the day, except these three times, I do not even look at my inbox now. I mean, Mailman doesn't even let me see the emails that have come in. So I do Just three times in a day, I have two inboxes. One is personal. One is a work. My work is more active, but nothing else uh, in the day. And that's why I am able to like find some focus time, even if it's a couple of hours between each of these three slots.
1: No, that's fantastic, actually. So I have the exact same setup. Actually, I have a, I have a, So I have these tabs running Sculpting and Call Station that I have, which is uh-huh. on the left side. So I have my, I have my work email, and then I have okay. my work calendar. Then I have my personal email and my personal calendar, and then all my uh, other, any other apps that are there. Uh, but you know, I that's the one thing I haven't been able to get to yet. That's what I said. I need to get to three hours. If I can get yeah. to three hours in the custom setting, uh, and it doesn't show up, but, uh, but that, then that would be extremely helpful. Extremely helpful but it's difficult. I think it's a, it's a personal challenge. Like you said, it's muscle memory and your muscle memory always just says, Oh, what's there. You know, in the beginning, when I started using mailman, the funny thing was I would go in and actually look at the mailman tab and see what other emails are in there. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? I'm like, what is the point of this? I'm like, I need to not look at that and let it come in when it comes in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the world is not ending. If I don't get that email this second, you know, and that's the one thing I kind of have to get used to, you know, just, I have to, I, I, you get the anxiety if you don't check it, I feel like, and that I have to get control of.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it might take some time for some people. So I have realized, so for example, some of our users had similar habit of checking mailman folder to see if there are yeah. any emails. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I, I recommended them to use daily digest feature, which allows them to block or allow uh, uh, different, different senders. So you can block some people who are spamming you. You can allow certain kind of emails to come in. So now, if even if you look in the Mailman folder, it is all just cluttered. So now it is the folder, which is before it is categorized, but when, um, that your delivery slot comes in, Mailman takes all of these emails, uh, categorize them. It, it, uh, removes the blocked emails, throws them away. And the only email that you have allowed are shown to your inbox. Okay. So that the habit breaks. Because now, even if you look at Mailman, you will see 20 different in, uh, emails waiting for uh, for, uh, for the delivery. But when the delivery happens, only two email make it to your inbox. So then you realize, oh, I was just wasting time to go through these 18 emails. So that habit eventually uh, breaks.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I'll definitely have to look into that a little bit more. I'm not... I'm not a power user yet. I think I'm getting to the uh, professional stage. I've set up all the VIPs. I've set up all the calendar areas. I set up all of those things, the VIP email addresses and the domains and things of that nature. But I'll be honest with you, I fell in love with it the, the first week I had it because I was just like, and I recommended it to a bunch of people. And uh, and obviously, you know, it, I have the entire year automatically set. I think you get, originally I had like, you know, uh, you know, 20 days or 30 days of free use or uh-huh, whatever it was, uh-huh, uh-huh. I didn't even wait, I think within like the third, you know, the halfway through, I'm like, what's the point? I'm like, I'm gonna have it anyway. So might as well just get the entire year. So I didn't even oh, wait for okay. the 15 days to expire, you know, uh, before I started it. But, you know, I think in, in email is, you know, when people say, you know, what is the biggest uh, time, you know, time suck, I guess, is the word or t- that takes yep. so much time, and which is the most wasted time. I believe email is number one on that list. It's not browsing the internet. It's not yeah. doing anything else. It's just not making a decision and having a clear calendar of what you want to accomplish. So, you know, I didn't Ooh. tell you one thing uh, that I do do is every day is I, I have two things. So one is I still, debat, you know, a habit is I still use a book. Okay, I carry with me all to the time uh, to take notes and things like that. But what I do is uh, I have like a where um, I will write down things and all my ideas or whatever it is, I write them in a note in the book. And then from the book, I will say, I will look at it every day. Now, this is every single day. And I have this little thing in here and I'll go through it. And I have, when I say I have books, you know, I go through books of them. I have so many of these books that I've completed (laughs) and uh, I will. (laughs) So all the notes and the dates and the times are in there. And then I will take my ideas from here and say, okay, this is good. They go into my uh, little notes pad inside in my in my computer, and then from there, if I want to turn it into an actionable item, I put it into my Asana area, and then it actually has a due date of what I need to do with it. And then there's actionable items on it, so does it become an actionable item? So it gives you time to think. But I always write down the the three things that I want to accomplish in a day, what I what I want mm-hmm. to finish that day. Once I you know once I finish those, I don't feel like at the end of the day I didn't accomplish anything. And I didn't do anything, but I don't make my to-do list to be like 30 things where uh, you're just like, oh, I didn't get to all of it. Just three or four more important things that I want to accomplish. Like I have three for today, uh, which I need to be done by, by 2.30. And that has to be done by 2.30. Now, if I'm late, I'm like, okay, what did I do instead of it? But it's a mental mm-hmm. note of different times. I don't want to take too much time writing everything down, okay. but uh, but that's that's been extremely helpful with the three or four items in a day. Mm-hmm. Very helpful.
0: This is very interesting segue to my next question, which is yeah, how do, so I'm sure there must be dozens of things trying to take your attention in a particular day. Mm -hmm. How do you narrow it down to just three or four things? What happens to the rest of the things? Well, see what I do is the three or four things that I have. So I actually not just
1: have this Tumbles company, Uh, I have another company that I'm actually building on the side, which is a a movement analysis platform that we're building. And we've been working on it for about two and a half years. It kind of runs into Tumbles is the first step. So the idea of how children actually physically develop, we're actually building a it's using a Microsoft Microsoft Connect. It's a software side. So you can actually take uh, you can't put sensors on the kids, but you can actually measure them and how they actually do the movement on there. So that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. So, you know, I have a couple of different areas. So what I do is the three or four things that I have that I need to do, I look at it in a priority basis. Number one is, you know, people say, uh, you know, if you have so the three priority things, the bottom things never get done. But the uh-huh. three most important ones that I have, I decide based on, uh, you know, deadlines obviously is number one. Number two okay. is urgency, right? So you, you set your, the deadlines will dictate what they're due. So that will automatically mm-hmm. put it on top of your list if that's okay. the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, then if it's an urgency of how 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 fast you want to take care of it. Right now, we're working on this massive project for content creation for our company uh-huh. in, 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 in related to childhood obesity and all these different articles that we're writing. And that's a very important part. So, you know, I make sure that I work on you know at least an hour of that every single day, and what Not I need it. to do to get ready for those meetings. So I I, I I, always do it based on urgency or deadlines, they dictate what you need to do. But then, you know, most people do come out and say, just do your three most important things. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the rest of it, you know, it's not as important. Well, no, uh, you know, if I don't go and call my CPA, because I don't think it's that important. I think when mm-hmm. tax time comes or filing papers, it's going to be a little bit of a problem if I let it go. So I kind of add that on the bottom and I just say, hey, listen, you have to do one thing that you didn't want to do or that you think is not as important, but it's kind of just a checkoff list item. You want to take care of that so they don't pile up. Got so on, that's how up. I've done it. So urgency and deadlines usually work out well for making up your priority list.
0: Great. And in case some days you miss out on the bottom on a couple of items, do you move it to the next day or do you just uh, forget about them?
1: No, no, no. You can't forget about them, right? Because you're running a business at the end of the day. So there's a reason they're on your list. So you can't okay. forget about them. I do have it on the list of saying, Hey, uh, these are the days that I need to take care of it. So what I do is I do move them along, but then those priority items, the way I do them is they're not as important. So every single day I'll try to knock off a little them And they're not as time okay. consuming usually okay. uh, because okay. if they're really time consuming, they're probably going to be in the priority list. So they're going to be less time consuming. So uh, we do add those inside a little bit here and there.
0: Oh, great, great. Manish, we are towards the end of this thing. I absolutely oh. loved your practice of uh, using notebooks still in this digital era. Um, <laughs> yeah. That That's fantastic. I uh, maybe, maybe someday I'll practice that as well. We I would end our interviews with this one question. So the magic question is, if magically you found one additional hour in your day, where, do you, where, where would you spend this hour on?
1: I would do it You know, it's a trick question. A lot of people probably would say family and all these different things and whatnot. I think, you know, I spend, uh, you can always say family. I think it's always there. But for me, I would come out and say, in order to make myself, what can I learn? that day to make Mm -hmm. myself a better person than that you know the next day so it would be it would be on those things like you know if you're doing everybody always says i want to do meditation i want to do this i want to do that i would actually wholeheartedly actually go into those areas that that would be that would be the one area so you become a better person
0: so you'll spend this one hour on improving yourself in some way or the other yeah exactly yeah. So it, that, that,
1: that, that would include, I mean, it would include, I think everything at the end of the day. So, you know, uh, if that hour could go in one day at the end of the day of doing meditation. It could go into actually just sitting there and, uh, you know, just to yourself, even for 20 minutes and watching a movie or watching a show yeah. or going and doing something, uh, you know, if it's volunteering, if it's anything of that nature.
0: Beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, Manish, if anybody from our audience wants to get in touch with you or uh, follow your journey, What's the best way to do that?
1: Well, uh, I, I I'm not usually I'm not a big social media user actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I do post very briefly on LinkedIn, and it's Manish Vakil is what's on there. Uh, you can reach me at manish at tumbles is my email address. Uh, happy to you know give a few minutes to anyone that wants to have a conversation. If I can be of any assistance, but uh, yeah, it'd be my pleasure to do that. But uh, yeah, I have my Instagram and all the profiles, but it has zero posts on them. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you know social media definitely takes a lot of time, and I haven't, uh, I've actively not been part of that uh, area as much. Uh, my companies are listed on there, uh, definitely, and they okay. post all the time from you know my operations team, and they always post on their marketing teams. Uh, but personally, LinkedIn definitely works well. So I'm on there. I'm, that's the, probably the one, if you call it social media, I am on that uh, platform. So Manish Vakil, if you just uh, look that up, uh, you'll find me on there very easily.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put that link uh, in both the blog post and the show notes of the podcast. Manish, thank you so much. If you have anything to say to end this, feel, please feel free. Otherwise, we are at the end of the interview.
1: No, uh, well, the only thing I would say is I'd like to thank you. I mean, uh, your application mailman actually has really brought to forefront, you know, how I was using email and how much of uh, uh, how much time was being, uh, you know, uh, wasted on there. And I was going into the Google inbox and all these other things. But it's been a fantastic application and so unassuming that people don't realize, uh, you know, that, that how much time is being spent on it. So I'd like to thank you for creating yeah. that.
0: Thank you so much, Manish. I'm really, really glad that you are enjoying it. Uh, if there's anything that you ever want to like talk about Mailman, there's a button in your dashboard uh, to schedule a 15-minute call with me. Feel, feel free to schedule it any day.
1: Will do. Will do. Thank you again very much for having me and uh, appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much, Manish. So that was fantastic conversation.